episode 64, hashtag CN Timers. You'll understand later. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. Hello and welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, miniatures, and RPGs, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week, my co-host is my wife. I'm Emily. Hey, Emily. Welcome back. This is episode 64. Thank you for joining us and tuning in. This week, we are going to be talking about some board games. Uh, we surprise, are, surprise. Yeah. We are in week whatever of quarantine, so we continue. <laughs> One million. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And so we continue on with our special. If this is your first time listening, we thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. This is not our normal format for the podcast. We usually try to do smaller segments with some different topics. But right now, we're just kind of keeping it uh, chill. We're we're breezy. I'm breezy. Exactly. I'm breezy. (laughs) Well, we thank you for listening. Uh, All right. So let's just go ahead and kick it off right off from the top. Emily... It's been a couple weeks since you've been on the podcast. How's your gaming goals for the year going? Pound goals. Pound goals. <laughs> oh, man. If this is your first time listening, sometimes we have some inside jokes that you might have to go back a couple episodes to listen to. <laughs> yes. Pound. Pound game goals. Pound game goals. All right, Emily, what's your pound game goals for the year? I am up to 159 plays this year and 67 of those games are unique thank you for reporting (laughs) (laughs) you are so welcome you know i I, so i have to say my goal for the year is 200 so i'm getting pretty close you are yeah you went away nice we'll get there in no time yeah and you know what? I don't even have my phone here, so I have no idea what my my gaming goal. This is super preparedness. I think I'm well over 190 plays or something like that, and 70 something. I don't know. We played several new games this week, which we is kind of cool. So since I um, didn't have much report there, let's go ahead. And <laughs> let's, just, let's just jump into it, Emily. So what? Again, if it's first time listening. We're just going to be talking about some of the games we played this last week, talk about our impressions about it and kind of theme, how it played. Um, just kind of give you a, a view of these games if you haven't played it, maybe something to check out. So, Emily, what is a game that you played? Well, we tried out Pan Am for the first time, and I have to say that originally I was just swinging through Target, and I picked this game up based solely on the theme. And what is that theme, Emily, for those who don't know? Well, it is based on Pan Am, the airline company that was created, I think it was in the 1930s or 1940s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, basically, the whole game is based on the theme of Pan Am and based on real life things that happened with this company. The goal of the game is for Pan Am to kind of take a monopoly over the whole board the whole world map um and they do that by buying airplane routes from the players and then whoever has the most stock in pan am at the end of the game wins it's fun because it's very thematic and it's worker placement which brian and i love and it all just really fits cohesively together the theme and the game mechanics 
Did you like it? It was okay. No, I'm joking. It was it was pretty <laughs> good. Um, yeah, I I actually I hate to admit this. I had, I didn't even know Pan Am Pan American World Airways uh, company actually existed. I didn't even know this. Yeah, was they a talk thing. about it in the instruction manual in the book or well, in the game. I didn't read the instructions, did I? No. And then there's cards. <laughs> no. 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 So I didn't even know this existed. So as we were playing, some of the cards for the events that come out have yes. real pictures of newspaper kind of article. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of, of Watergate. Yeah. That same historical theme and artwork to it when those things came up. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same. Well, I guess it's not really the same time period. Kind of. Sure. It. it I mean, they started in 1927, and and I guess they collapsed in 1991. So technically, they're around while we were alive, just we were young. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it was interesting. There's a picture of the board. It's a board of the world, and there's all these flight paths across the world with varying lengths, um, number, and you are in charge of an airline, and you have your own fleet of vehicles, (laughs) fleet of planes. (laughs) You know, like cars and jeeps that can drive across the world. <laughs> and then they turn into airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> or those ducks, you know. I mean, those can go super fast across. Um, <laughs> anyway, you have these actual... That, that's the cool thing about the components. I think that's one of the strengths is you're going to walk by this game. Somebody's playing and be like, oh, this is kind mm-hmm. of cool looking. The planes, the, these 3D planes are uh, part of the... Um, part of the components that you have so you're placing these planes out on the the board and there's rules about how to place them you have to have flight stuff and and clearance and i don't even remember all the rules off the top of my head uh but essentially it is a worker placement game like emily said you're you're competing for certain tracks uh some tracks only certain only one person can have so as you're competing for that track it gets more and more expensive so there's some budgeting with money involved a little bit Mm -hmm. And um, a little competition here and there. And then turn order can kind of matter on how it gets uh, executed. And basically, if you can manage your resources you have available, i.e. your money, your workers, and your planes pretty efficiently with the cards, then you're you're going to be the winner of the game for the most part, um, typically. Um, there is a little randomness with the die roll about how Pan Am buys out flights because that's really going to be where your money goes. Um, in some cases, you're setting your, your, your claiming flight paths that you know that Pan Am is going to buy out because there's a certain track with these dice at, mm-hmm. the, end the, at the end of each round. And if they go down that path, they find the next one that they don't own and will buy it out. And that's how you get a lot of money in this game. I mean... A lot of money and that's the primary source and so there's this it, it's kind of a cool i mean once you pick up on the aspect of the game um this becomes kind of interesting actually because you're setting yourself up on the path that panem is buying to try to set yourself up for future turns and get a lot of money and buy stock and then you have to try to time yourself with stock because stock can go up and down it's it's interesting a few moments later Sorry, my mic was slowly coming at me. <laughs> it was attacking you. It was a slow motion fall. <laughs> We're back from our technical difficulty. So overall, good game. I actually really liked it. I was surprised how much I liked it. And it I was didn't, yeah. I didn't know going into it. I mean, you, yeah, you bought it on a whim, didn't you? I did, yeah. And uh, it happened to be a gem. <laughs> it was interesting though. This game is published by Funko Games. Funko Games, which I think Funko, I think their first one was the Funko Pops game. 
And so they recently just got into the board game uh, publishing game, if you will. <laughs> yeah, all they've done is the Funkoverse games. Uh, they just did the Back to the Future game and Pan Am. Interesting. And that Back to the Future game has pretty good reviews. I've seen it on um I've seen it on Instagram and other places on social media. And it looks kind of cool. I mean, it has this 3D clock tower and stuff like that. But I don't know. And there's like a 3D DeLorean. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, but I don't know how well <laughs> I it did pulled. not see that one at Target. But uh so Funko Games is just getting early on this. So I, I don't think this will be the last time we'll talk about Funko Games, but it's just interesting. Um the Funko Verse games, they're Funko Pop small miniatures of your characters and i don't know about this i don't know um some people seem to really like it i think it's more collecting maybe it seems to be kind of niche if you really like funko yeah because they have all the ips there's the funko verse they have right uh, harry potter game of thrones golden girls (laughs) you can mix and match and play this i mean if you want to play batman versus joker versus uh Golden Girls. One of the ladies. You sure can do it. <laughs> um, so I, for me, that's not as like big of a deal for me. But I know a lot of people really like the idea. Right. But yeah, they got Jaws, Harry Potter, Jaws. T- t- don't tell me there's a Jaws Funko on the. Oh my. <laughs> so if people don't know, so this Funko verse game is a strategy game. Or there's a grid, and I'm sure there's rules on how you attack. It looks like there's dice and cards. I'm not going to pretend to know all the rules, but um, the, the idea of this is you can buy the different sets, and they usually come with three or four characters, and you can mix and match these characters. And it gets kind of silly, right? Because we were joking around. One, the first one was Golden Girls. <laughs> um, and there's Harry Potter and whatnot, but there's uh, Jaws that are coming out, and one of the funk. <laughs> One of the miniatures is the is the great white shark coming out of the water. That is one of the that's one of the figures for this game. I um, guess you had to be there. Go, go look at the picture. It even has it. So it's the shark going up and down, and it even has this plastic blue acrylic stuff coming out. So it looks like it's splashing out of the water. That's its character figuring. Oh man. You don't think that's funny, Emily? I'm just looking at now looking at it. Um, they even have the Jurassic Park one, which um, it comes with this little Raptor Funko Pop, which is kind of funny looking. It's pretty cool. Um, so I don't know. I think this is more eclectic, but it has really good reviews. It seems like it's a pretty available, easy game. This Funko verse strategy game. Um, but man, they got they even have Kool Aid Man, Rick and Morty, Tim Burton's The Night Before Christmas, Golden Girls, Harry Potter. Game of Thrones, they have the DC Comics, so Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, Back to the Future. So it's just, it's an ecleptic. Ooh, they have the Kool-Aid guy? Yeah, that's what I just said. So they have a ecleptic <laughs> uh, version. Me. I was looking it up like you suggested. <laughs> but did you see the Jaws man? That's yeah. funny. I don't know. It's just really funny to me. Hit my funny bone a little bit. So anyway, um, that was Pan Am. It was pretty good. Not bad. It's a, I believe it's a Target exclusive right now. Um, I believe it will come out for other retailers, you know, online and, and whatnot. But right now, I think it's a Times exclusive at Target. Target's been doing some clearance sales recently. So keep an eye on that. You might be able to pick this one up for cheaper. And if you have, obviously, for the red card, you can get a small discount, 5% off. 
Yep. All right. Well, let's move on from there. We talked about that for way too long. Um, another game we played together is Pandemic Rapid Response, right? Yes. So this is another Target exclusive, timed exclusive. I believe it's coming out elsewhere. But this is set in the pandemic world. But this is a new standalone version. It's not... It's not your traditional pan- pandemic. It's not a like expansion or anything like that. What this is is the idea of a pandemic, right? There's stuff going on, but um, I th- what is it? We're on a plane and we're flying around the world trying to drop off supplies to cities. To yeah, help them. we're the response team. Yeah, some like high tech. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's an interesting game because it's in real time. Uh, so there's I no- hate sand timers. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I have to say, the sand timer is what sold me on the game. Are you sure the sand timer didn't take you out of the... the, Okay, we'll get to that here in a second. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) So this is... It's the one component I always look for. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Man, that categories really does it for me. (laughs) Oh, if it has a sand timer, I'm sold. Take my money. (laughs) Um, It should be a shirt, like... Did you say sand timers? You had me at sand timers. That's a new shirt idea, right there. Trademark hashtag pound. Uh, pound. <laughs> um, so this is a real time game. So if you haven't played a real time game before, and there because there's not a lot out there, a real time game happens in real time. There's turns, but the restriction is time. So is if you can do your actions fast that's that's perfect because there is a, in this there happens to be a sand timer when the sand timer runs out you have so many of these tokens that you you can expend to keep going when you run out of tokens if you haven't completed the game you lose the game so we're ru- running around on this plane and there's different departments or whatever i don't know cargo bays i don't know whatever but yeah, the idea is cuz then you're that's where you're creating the resource oh yeah that's right so car- it's cargoes of resources supplies yes Supplies, yeah. So, like there, first aid, medication. Yep, there's vaccine, bandages, electricity, water, and food, and water, or something like yeah. that. So, you're on this plane, you're moving around, and you're rolling dice. So, you each player has their own dice, and each person has their own character, and they have a best special ability, kind of like Pandemic, you know, it gives you a special ability for maybe re rolling or certain whatever. But there, there's quite a few in the box, so you can swap them out. And w- unlike Pandemic, these roles don't really necessarily feel crucial to win the game versus Pandemic. And Pandemic's like, well, we don't have a medic, so we're going to lose this. But in this, it does. It, I didn't feel like it really mattered because we played it several times at all different, different roles, mm-hmm. and all of them felt really good. Yeah, it and, seemed like all of them were equally nice. Yes, they really complemented. You could utilize them to help out no matter what. So in this game, you're, um, again, while the same timer is going, each person's taking their turn individually. Well, not simultaneously, but each person. You roll your dice, and it's Yahtzee style. You pick up your dice. And in these rooms, there's different uh, dice placements to be able to create these supplies. And around the board are all the cities, and there's cards that are randomly placed out. You only have so many cards. And these cards are of the cities in the world, and they show their supply needs. And the idea is you're rolling these. You're, you're having to move a plane. You actually have a 3D plane that's moving around the board to fly to the cities. And you're having to generate these supplies. And then once you generate enough, you can kind of keep pressing your luck to try to get more. Um, you create waste depending on it. So you have to keep track of waste because waste will 
if you eat too much, you, you lose the game too. And it goes in the cargo bay. And then when you get to a city, you can unload the cargo to resolve the card, which gives you another marker to keep that you can expend when you run out of time. And so the idea is you have to get so many cities, depending on the difficulty and supply them to win the game. And if you uh, go through too many cycles of sand timer, you lose the game. Uh, very stressful. <laughs> it was stressful, but I didn't think it was as stressful as the real pandemic board game. Or the real pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> or the real pandemic that we're living in. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's a different tension. It is. I think. Because the pandemic is like watching something in slow motion. You can see it happening, but there's yeah. no guarantees. With rapid response, because it's real time, you don't have enough time to think about it. Right. Time and there's goes not, so quick. There is a lot of discussion that could happen but at the same time you don't have time to discuss a lot and so you're basically you have to think quickly Roll, on, go, your, go, on go, your feet go and then it's my turn your turn and as the other person's going you have to be thinking how can i help them how can i it's like pick up the dice go move the plane you can't just sit there and look at the dice go <laughs> are you done it's my turn yet move the waste button or token <laughs> move the cargo <laughs> These may things may have not happened when we played. The first game we lost horribly. Um, yeah. We realized how fast you had to go. And plus, just understanding. A, the there's a learning curve. There really is. By the last game, I think we were pretty efficient. Got yeah. the groove. Um, we picked up on a few things where, let's say you need to move to go get electricity. Well, the thing is, is you have to do it by group. So you can only place your dice if you get the full group. Uh, like So, mm -hmm. for example, electricity in this case has three dice and then one and one. Well, those three dice, you can't just roll one electricity and put it on there and save your progress. You have to put three at a time. And so we're like, oh, we need electricity. Well, you have to spend dice to move between rooms. And so we were in the first like game expending dice to move. They get to the room to, to then try to roll electricity. It's like, well, that's kind of dumb. Let's just roll them, see if you can get the electricity, and then expend the other dice because you can use any dice to move. And so it's just little things like that. That doesn't seem mm -hmm. like a lot, but it adds up when, I don't know, in a game, how many? It's a fifteen-minute game. How many times are we rolling? Like a lot. Twenty, well, thirty three times per person. Yeah, three times per person. But it's it's it was surprisingly mm -hmm. fun. Uh, one to four players. Two and if four, you mess two up, four players. like with one of your rolls or movement, you just you don't worry about it. You just move on. Yeah, it's quicker. Just you can't to, dwell on it. Yeah, instead of trying to like figure out what you did, just like okay, it's just your turn. Just go. It's faster. You can catch up in the <laughs> after a game. Debrief. Yeah, <laughs> that never happens. Um, um, so not that kind of debrief, guys. So <laughs> no, no. Um, in this game, though, there is different difficulties. So if it gets too easy, you can do that, which is kind of cool. And then there's these crisis cards that come out when the sand timer ends that you pull out between rounds. And they'll be re very restrictive. Where you this can or you don't have to play with Correct. Those. They're optional. But it, it's, it's more for a challenge. Mm -hmm. And it'll be... Stuff like, hey, this round you have to use two dice to move instead of one. Stuff like that just makes it annoying. Uh, but overall, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I uh, really liked it. For a a real-time game, this actually probably tops the list just because how easy and available it is to teach it. I really enjoy real-time games, and there's not a whole lot of real-time games out there. And the ones that they are out there are a little complicated, a little fiddly and hard to teach. But uh, this one wasn't. It was pretty easy. Three, four pages, maybe. Uh, good illustrations, good color, good rule book. And it was just fun. Yeah. 
A lot of fun. If you too love sand timers, this is <laughs> okay. So I think we talked. I think Chris and I talked about uh, what is it? Uh, Pendulum, the oh, new yes. Stonemaier game that's coming out in a month, uh, which I, I think pre-orders open up next week or something like oh, that. We so gotta get on that. Um. So pre-orders open up, but uh, it comes out at the end of August, and it has sand timers and just the vitriol of people <laughs> being like the oh it has sand timers. Nope, not gonna I'm check. out. <laughs> I don't get it. I just, I, there's some people, or some people, hey, there's an app? Just, no, I'm, nope, not, I don't play I games for with apps because they have screens on them. are such an odd thing to be. That's where you draw on. the line? Yeah. That's the component you can't handle? I'll play a really dry Euro game with no theme or strategy, or no theme or artwork that takes four hours, but sand timers, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. You you fight you you hey, stand at least there. They know their own mind. I guess, but then why like t- why poo poo on everybody else? You're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this looks great. No, but it has a sand timer, so this is not going to be disclaimer. Sand timer included. <laughs> like what? Show me on the doll what categories did to you? <laughs> like what PTSD did sand timers ever do for you? <laughs> It was the taboo. <laughs> <laughs> too many, too many family game nights when it's I was a so teenager. You know, like, well, when we were growing up in the 90s or whatever, it was, there was a sand timer in like every game. True. Yeah, one person. Dictionary. One person's well. Cranium. One person even commented, well, it's a fantasy theme, but the minute I saw the sand timers, it took me out of the theme. <laughs> They're like they lost me at sand. If, if it was like a skull or chalice at the ends of the 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 make it uh, that fantasy theme, then maybe it's like okay, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder why people don't want to get into this board game. Happy. I'm pro sand timers. Oh, you like that game? It has sand timers. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh man! It's, or maybe it was okay. Yeah. So anyway, so that's coming out. Anyway, sorry about that. That kind of got that got away from us. Um. Uh, did you play any other games, Emily? I don't remember. Uh, we played Duelistor Island. Oh, that's right. We had our first date night in like all year. Oh, that's not true. February. <laughs> That's not true. It was only five months ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, yes. we went. Uh, well. It was for our anniversary. Yes. Um, Happy 13. Not 12. Not but 12. <laughs> like Brian put on social media. I technically said 12 years. Now, you could just have got the parentheses next week. But, um, yeah, our, our anniversary is on the 28th. So, we, we celebrated our anniversary. We actually went out for dinner we tried a new mexican place that here in town is delicious oh my word california burrito that was i don't know a foot and a half long (laughs) this thing is like the foot long burrito (laughs) it was longer than us 12 inches yeah oh my word this and the whole thing was just like smothered in queso oh Oh, yeah my word it was so so good i got steak in it oh yeah anyway um, that was dinner. So we went to a local brewery, and I had never been there. But Emily, you said you had been there. I've been there once, well, twice. Now, 
No, I, this is my third time there. Who are you with? Okay, we'll okay. answer that <laughs> off air. Uh, no, I'm joking. Well, one time, I can say this. The adult hand was having an event, and I stopped by to get a Christmas gift for you from Joe. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, that was actually, that would be a good uh, venue for, for them. It's huge. Yeah, because they used to do it every once a week. Nice. Well, it's a really big place and has outdoor seating, mm-hmm. and everybody was spaced apart, and yep. it was all safe and stuff. But we played Dulasaur Island. This is the first time I played it since last year when I think Chris and I reviewed it. So, Im- I played it once with you. We had, in, yeah, we had played it once too uh, as well. And it's a strictly two player game, and it's the two player version of. Uh, Dinosaur Island. Dinosaur Island. So Emily, you know, a year later ish, and playing a bunch of other games. What's what's your thoughts on Dinosaur Island? I liked it. I I like playing games that are just two player games, and I liked this one. I also liked it because Di- Dinosaur Island can get a little bit heavy and crunchy, and this is just kind of a simplified version of that. Which is kind of nice. A little play. quicker to, to mm-hmm. set up. Uh, <laughs> Dinosaur Island, you just pull board out and yeah. board out and board Tokens out. Tokens and dinosaurs. Oh, and my word. There's so many boards. Cards. And, yeah. I think there's five boards in, in Dinosaur Island. There's three main ones for everybody. And then you uh, you have each person has two on top of it. <laughs> it's so oh much. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's fun, but man, it's um, it's a well disguised Euro game, really. Yes, but it it, it is. And pretty we haven't good. played that one in a while either. No, we I haven't. I feel differently playing it now. But anyway, this one's nice because it's just cards, and then you do roll. One person rolls dice to see which. I guess you could call them resources. Yeah, basically. DNA it's to make dra- your dinosaurs. It's drafting. drafting. Yeah, you basically take turns drafting the cards and the and the dice. And then you move based on what you build in your park. You move up the excitement track and visitor track, and then whoever gets to a certain amount of visitors first wins. Yep. So, so. yeah, so you're building the dinosaur pins, which cost DNA because you're you're what genetically. Building them, yeah. dinosaurs or whatever. Creating dinosaurs. But they generate threats, so you have to worry about threat and security. Otherwise, they'll get out and kill visitors. And if you kill Those too rascals. many visitors, they'll like give lawsuits. I mean, pff, the audacity <laughs> of that. And <laughs> at How the same at the same time, though, you need money and stuff to do that. So you can build attractions, food, and merchandise, which all allow you to get more cards and more money and in other perks. And so you kind of have to balance between building those attractions and building the dinosaurs because you have to get some income going, but at the same time you need dinosaurs to get your excitement because that's what ultimately leads you to get more visitors because visitors are what give you, uh, their ba- visitors are victory points. Mm-hmm. Basically to get the most visitors, right? We're competing dinosaur, not Jurassic Parks um, <clears throat> against each other. <laughs> it's Jurassic Park, but not I Jurassic. really like the theme of it. I also like I do too. the drafting part of it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty well put together game. Um, it, it's one of those games that this game is broken up into three rounds. The first round is broken up into four parts. Round two is broken up into five. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Well, this is really a fifteen phase game. Yeah. Um, so that can be a little daunting at first, a little confusing. And there's some little nitpicky things where, well, 
on the on the action phase, you can take any one of these six actions. Well, for this one, you can do this to do this, and this one you mm-hmm. can do this to like do this. Like discarding a card to mix DNA and or yeah. selling off DNA, yeah. but it's a two to one for basic, but one to one for and it's just some of those. So little it's a things. little nitpicky, a little bit, but yeah. after a few rounds, it. You remember it's just when yeah. you pull it out one year, you're like, "What the heck?" Do we if do? you wait a whole year in between playing it, <laughs> that's can be a little tricky. That's the only problem with some of these games is they can be fun, but you don't necessarily want to play them over and over. But right. then you pull them out a year later, you almost have to relearn it. It's it's yeah. a double edged sword, but mm-hmm. still pretty cool theme. If yeah, dinosaur, I love the theme. If dinosaur island feels too intimidating, which I can totally yes. understand because that that's a beast of a game, but you still want the like the theme and the flavor, but. Hey, you want a two-player game? This is it right here. Especially if you're quarantining, if you're stuck at home with just one other person. Exactly. This stuck or well, or you, <laughs> you have the opportunity. All right, to get we're home done. Uh, thanks for one listening. Loved one. <laughs> if you're trapped at home, <laughs> pull out this exciting dinosaur game. If you feel dinosaur. like you're stuck at home and you have nothing Disclaimer, better to do. there's no sand timer. <laughs> there is no. I think this game would be improved by sand timers, I have to say. <laughs> the only thing that's really lacking is a sand timer. <laughs> but uh, uh, this was a turn off because it didn't have dinosaur heads on the timer. <laughs> you don't have actual plastic figurines of dinosaurs. That is a negative. Yeah, Dinosaur Island comes with a lot of different dinosaurs, yes. which is kind of cool. Really make, they really don't enhance that game whatsoever. I don't know why you have them other than putting them in pins. That's all you it really need. It looks cool. They do look cool. It does look cool. <laughs> Again, that's Dinosaur Island. I have come to realize that theme is a really big thing for me. Hey, don't you go. Don't you go over there. <laughs> don't you do it. The theme side. Corey and Chris are like, yeah. <laughs> don't you do it. Well, it just enhances my gameplay experience. Oh, my word. Where I get to, like, put myself inside the game. Don't fall into that trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, moving on. Um, so, I did get to play Scythe on Tabletop Simulator with, shout out to Adam, the inspector. That's, uh, Hello, his, Adam. That's his new n- moniker. Oh, Yeah, that's how, that's how Brian tells me that he's playing a game with. Adam the Inspector. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're talking. I, I said him. Adam, and he's. she's like, which one? Which one? I was like, oh, sorry. Adam the Inspector. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then all I can think is, do, 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 Inspector Gadget. Well, if he ever comes out, maybe we'll give him some theme music or something when he comes on. <laughs> yes. Hey, you should have him on the podcast. You can play Inspector well, Hey, yeah, when we, when we do the live streaming here, we should get, for some like guests like that, like reoccurring, we should get like theme music as they come in. If Andy awesome. was on the podcast, what theme would he? I don't know. So, it, so this is coming up now. I did screw. We can build it. Um, we Bob built the this city. Oh, <laughs> yes, we can. Oh man, <laughs> we're getting way off track. Uh, so yeah, we played Scythe. It took forever, but it was a lot of fun. It was five player. It was good stuff, and I lost. Oh, uh, it's such a good game. I haven't played it. I don't think I've played it yet this year. No, we, we gotta pl- get it out. We played Fenris a lot. We no, did. Fi- we kind of burn out on it. Five player was fun. Um, I liked it better than two player. Obviously, I'm sure. <laughs> Be- sure, it was better <laughs> because the emphasis there's with those factions. There's certain things like fighting and stuff that's just not advantageous no. or it's hard to do in two player. But five player, oh boy, you can do it. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. 
We mm. played with the Raider or Raiders from Afar. Is that the expansion? Invaders. Inva- oh, Invaders from Afar. We played with that expansion. So I hadn't seen those two factions before. They can lay down traps and other nasty stuff. And they're not landlocked, which is kind of not cool. But they also have some negatives for their upgrades. But really, really enjoyed it. I did lose by like three points to Adam. Oh, no. And it took like, what did we play? It took like by the time we got around to it it was about eight o'clock uh we got done 11 30 so yeah it was three and a half hours but that's okay it was online i feel like that game is kind of long yeah especially five players and it's and it's tough not being in person on tabletop simulator there's situations where like um whose turn is it like oh i'm done it's your turn it's like ah we even created a giant pawn that we passed around to signify, and there are still times we're like, whose turn is it? Adam's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm thought, done. I forgot to move it on. I thought you were going to say that you pulled out a sand tamer. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a it good idea. come in handy. For some people, this is a 10-second timer. Go. We just need... A Santa at our house for people that have AP. <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody because they know the podcast. They checked it out. Shout out to the Justins. Shout out to Mitch and Adam. But there were times that some people had some AP. Shout out to Mitch I for being under- super quick. I can understand in that game having a little bit of AP. Yeah. Some of the guys hadn't played it for a while or they're they're just kind of learning it. Yeah. So it's cool. There's yeah. a lot to throw in there, but mm-hmm. I'm still had a lot of fun. So that was uh that was Scythe. Uh what else did we play? Oh, Corey and I played Clank on Tabletop oh, Simulator. Inter- such a good game. Introduced that to Corey. He hadn't played that game. I can't game believe before. he's never played that game. Well I'm man, that's pretty Pretty gatekeeping and elitist of you, Emily. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm leaving that in. Well, that... we're going to get canceled next week. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it was the same. It was the same. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Corey. No, I he... just thought that you would really like it, so I thought you would have already played it. Well, we tried to. He had just, I mean, it's a, it's a kind of a expensive game. Oh, yeah. And not everybody buys tons of games. So, again, kind of lead us if you, Emily. But, uh, I did not mean it like that at all. No, but we played it. T- I did taught not it. even know. <laughs> you know, at the first time he had been exposed to Clank is I got Clank in space and I brought him to work. And we were both learning it. And so we we just stepped through a few turns just kind of get the idea of the game. And Clank in space is kind of confusing compared to Clank. M- yes. Remember all the extra rules with the modules and the AI, and then you have like the movement track, mm-hmm. and there's all this stuff happening that isn't in the base game of Clank. Um, I really like Clank the base game better than Clank in Space. Uh, everybody talks about how Clank in Space is better, and honestly, I've played these games enough that I think Clank the base version of Clank's the best. But it's a it's a great game. It's a it's a dungeon. Del- delving dungeon delving game where you're trying to get as much loot from the dragon before he can find you and you're making clank thus why the name's clank in the form of these cubes you're making noise and it goes into the dragon bag time to time the dragon gets kind of mad and tries to attack you and so you have this bag full of these cubes some of them are going to be neutral the dragon cubes while some are going to be the players as they make clink because they make their way into the bag and they get pulled out. If they pull your cubes out, you get attacked by the dragon because you made too much noise. And so you're trying to balance, trying to go into this dungeon to get stuff. 
and try to get as much treasure, but you don't want to wait in there too long because you will die. Because as the game goes on, the dragon uh, rage increases by stuff that happens. And as the rage increases, they start pulling out more cubes every time the dragon attacks. And it's it's kind of fun. So you can make a bunch of... No- you. You can do a lot of things that increase the rage and then, like, nope out of there and leave everybody else behind. <laughs> That's fair game. And there's incentive to try to get out of the dungeon because you get some bonus points. It's a fun game. Oh, and what I didn't ma- mention is the main mechanic is a it's a deck building game. So think Dominion, think Star Realms. The idea is there's this... Uh, there's a supply that you can buy cards from and it goes into your deck. And so you're basically customize your deck. And there's a lot of synergy in this game, which I really like. And all the cards, for the most part, feel really good. There are some that give you negative effects, but they also give you a lot of victory points or give you a lot of something else. And so there's some give or take. Well, okay, well, every time I play this card, it's plus two clink, but I get to do all this cool stuff. So you have to make some hard decisions and... By the end of the game, you're playing a bunch of cards and getting to draw cards and get all do all these things. And um, in there, part of the symbol is not only buying, but moving. And that's where the moving throughout the dungeon comes. But you also get swords because enemies come out in the deck and you can fight them. They're cards that come out. And that allows you to get special like money or coins or, or items or whatnot. So it's a really fun game. Very well thematic. And yeah. there's like 20 expansions. And let me tell you. This is the best tabletop simulator mod I have found on any game. This person, whoever did this, automated it to the to what is it to the T? Automated it down to F. They just automated it. <laughs> don't even know what term. I don't know what level they did, but they so, did the So most. even as the cards come out, there's little buttons that say buy, and you press the buy, and it automatically goes That's in your awesome. discard and adjusts your buying power or your, your buying. And there's buttons that say, okay, play all cards. In turn, it automatically puts the cards in your discard, shuffles, deals you a hand. There's buttons to increase and everything. It's all animated as, as cards come out. It knows when you get draw cards. It knows when he gets coins. It knows when dragons attack. It sets up the game for you, which arguably is the most annoying thing about Clank because there's a lot of setup that takes usually five to ten minutes because all these tokens you have to randomize and put them in certain spots and blah, 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 blah. This game does it for you, and it's great. When you're playing it, you just press buttons, and it does it, and there's very little um, having to know the trip ticks having to know the tips and tricks of uh, tabletop simulator to be efficient at it. So probably the best closest to a full automated experience that I've seen. So check it out. If you have tabletop yes. simulator clink, it's such a good game. So good. And it has all the expansions on there too. And the promos and it allows you to choose it and throw it all in. And it's great. all I have to say is clink the base game and clink in space makes me think of when we, we Same had timers. Corona. <laughs> No. We had Corona? When we had the COVID. When we got sick? Yeah. So we were sick in February, and we're pretty sure we are. February into March. COVID. Very into March. we talked about on the podcast. Did we? Yes. Oh, that's... I'm pretty Jamie sure because and, Jamie and Chris, Chris had to fill, yep. fill in for us. We're pretty sure we had it. That's how sick we were. We that were was the only so, time I've never recorded before. We had all the symptoms that they talk about, and yeah, my influenza test was negative, all that jazz. Two weeks after I flew home from Florida. I mean, whatever. Probably Whatever. Fine. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, Clank in Space will always make me think of that <laughs> when we were sick at the same time. 
Oh, that's right. We were sick playing that game. We were at yes. the kitchen table playing. I wonder if we should disinfect that. I'm struck it. <laughs> Unless. It's probably sat there long enough. Yeah, no. I, we haven't touched it since February. No. Uh, anyway, good. If we ever sell it, be like, possible COVID? <laughs> Could contain COVID. You might want to disinfect. Yes. On an unrelated note, hey, we're doing a game giveaway of Clank in Space. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not giving away again. No, we're not. It's all ours. Um. Anyway, so that I also played that. That was basically the extent of my games. It, I, we did play Ice Cool, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we um introduced our son to Ice Cool. That was really fun. He liked it, of it's a course. Penguin flicking game. Yeah. <laughs> I tell us and you explain it. The box thing's kind of cool. It's a box within a box within a box when you open it up. And basically, other than the lid, every the bottom box and all the internal boxes all connect together to make this school. But it's penguins. Thus, it's called ice cool. Like, sounds like ice school. Is sounds all like, ice. Sounds like high school. <laughs> Got it. Thanks ice for school. the clarification. <laughs> I was really lost. I'm not going to lie. It took me a really long time before I figured what? that out. <laughs> Because we saw Jim Con a few years ago, and it wasn't until I think I bought the game and I was telling the guys oh at God. work about high school. I'm like, wait a second, that sounds like oh high school. <laughs> Maybe you should have just kept that to yourself. I'll cut that. <laughs> that didn't make the final cut. What <laughs> are the powers of editing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want to edit this one. I might just post this up on it. So if this sounds really weird and not great, I didn't edit it. <laughs> we're, we're just flying by the seat of our pants. I'm pretty sure we didn't say anything controversial that I didn't. No. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> play high school. You, you, you. Somebody let the hall monitor called the catcher and the people are the, runners, the runners, and they have to like students. you have to flick your penguin <laughs> to get your fish through the doors. And oh man! If you, have, if you have the fish. Then you take it and you get cards. And if you're the catcher, you're trying to hit the guys. And whoever gets the three fish or gets all catches all the people, that round ends. And then you get cards based on blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. But these cards have victory points. And at the, um, after everybody's become a catcher, whoever has the most victory points wins. It's kind of cool, though. Those little penguins that are bottom heavy. It reminds me. Do you remember when we were kids, those blow-up like clown things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds weird to even are say. Are they it. called... They were clowns, Elbow weren't they? Dolls? Yeah, but the like the bottom was rounded, but there's yes. something heavy yeah. in them. You and like the, could punch them. You punch them, they always pop you. up. Yeah. That you talk, were they clowns? Yes. You talk about it a lot in psychology because there's like a famous psychology study about it, where they were experimenting with aggression in kids. <laughs> so that's all it makes me think of. <laughs> Let's see, bozo is it? Blo- Bobo dolls. Bobo. Bozo pop bag? No, that's not it. That's not it. Maybe that's not what they're called. I don't know. But I think everybody, I don't know. I don't see them around anymore, but I remember have friends having those. I don't know. Maybe it was a fad or something. Anyway, it's like that where they kind of spin around, but yeah. they're weighted. So it allows you to do some really cool things where you can, you can like flick it just right and it'll curve. And so you can have it like curve around. I think this one time I hit it, it went through one room, bounced around, oh, curved. Yeah. It almost That's did crazy. a full circle through almost. the rooms. It was a complete accident, but totally skill. Oh yeah, and uh, it's fun. You can even f- you can even flick it right. That'll pop over the walls. That that's advanced, advanced technique. But it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. 
pretty available. Denver really, was, really liked it. Yeah, our son loved it. I think we played three games. He just wanted to keep playing more. Yeah. But uh, it's a great game. And they have iSchool, too. And then you can combine them for like a ginormous version of iSchool. Do I they school. have college version? <laughs> Is that an expansion? What would they call that? I don't know. <laughs> iSchool, Ivy League. Uni <laughs> Or you could go the you could go the Save by the Bell route. It'd be it'd be iSchool college years. <laughs> <laughs> the one where they go to college. <laughs> so that was the games we played. Yeah. And roll I credits. Was, I was thinking. When we were talking about our anniversary, last year on our anniversary was the first time that we went to a Delt Hand event. Was it really? Mm-hmm. So we've been known them for a year now. We've known them. That's kind of weird that we went to the Delt Hand for our anniversary. No, sure. <laughs> no we've been seeing well, it over Facebook and they're new. And I was like, oh, these people are playing board games at a brewery in or here? Well, now i got to cut it out because we can get doxxed. I'm just joking. Oh, for our controversial views on sand timers, <laughs> we're coming for you. If you didn't know, Emily gave away where we live. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> Can you just go there? Oh, oh no. Sorry. I'm going to get sand timer hate mail. <laughs> anyway, we were like, it was a Sunday, and there was people playing lo- locally, playing board games at a brewery. And we just happened to have a daytime babysitter, which never happens. Mm-hmm. So we were totally there. We did go out to eat by ourselves. But yeah. Good times. But it turned out to be a great thing. Good story. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any any other weird components? that? <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting here for her birthday. <laughs> a giant sand timer. <laughs> Actually, they do have them. Like, I know. I know. People do collect sand timers. This one is the <laughs> is the sand from the Sahara Desert. That's what I get when I go on vacation. <laughs> A sand timer from everywhere. <laughs> what what about what about snow globes? Snow globes? Uh, yeah. Yes, she, when we are dating. She does it. I just got her one, so she pretends that she really likes them. <laughs> I still have it. From San Francisco. Yeah. It was a pretty nice one. But it's no sand timer. <laughs> I'm so joking. I, um, I got your real pearls. Uh, yeah, I know. Those really came cool. from sand. And we were only dating. Yeah. It was like our first year dating. Yeah. I think that was the last time I bought you jewelry. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> the wedding. my wedding ring. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the last time. I mean, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, you we could have a whole episode on, man, how do you buy jewelry for your significant other? You just like to go with the more practical items. Board games, yep. Board games and electronics. Electronic. <laughs> pants. <If there's> ever- <laughs> and pants. <laughs> cooking. I think I got you a food processor one time. For- <laughs> you bought me a skillet one year. <laughs> it's true. But that's what I really wanted. And you got a food processor, too. Yes. What else? What else did I get you? You well, if there's ever any sort of tech slash electronic thing that I want, that's what you get me: a Kindle, an iPod, a Garmin, mm-hmm. a watch, a Fossil smartwatch. Yeah. Here we go, Lucky Thirteen. Oh boy, what is that? I don't know. The, don't they have like special? Yeah, they things? have special things every year. Please be sand timer. Please be sand. <laughs> <Sand. laughs> 
Let's find out. Lace. Lace. What? For traditional. Oh, boy. Or modern is furs and textiles. Oh, boy. But they have to be white. What? This makes no sense. What? Does anyone actually do that? I don't know. <laughs> this is what Google said. Let us know if you actually stick to the themes. Oh, my word. The anniversary. There's a article from July 3rd on this website. It said 20 lace anniversary gifts. Oh, Lucky in love for the 13th year. <laughs> my word listen this so uh anything you'd like to say before we leave emily other than uh you know sand timers pound sandwich oh gosh oh man i think that's it good times if you have feedback or anything you'd like us to review talk about or what have you feel free to reach out to us. You can get our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and email from our outro here at the top. Um, again, we thank you for listening. Appreciate you listening to us through our uh, <laughs> sand timer rants. Um, but if you do like this, please share it with your friends, family, and whatnot. Until next... Yes, please oh, do. Uh, next time will be episode 65. Chris should be joining us back talking about more games and, and stuff. And the fact that we're not at Gen Con. Oh, man. You just got me depressed. Because Wednesday we would be living for... I know. So this the the Wednesday that this episode comes out. Like two days after this comes out. We would be leaving. Yes. We should be on the I road for I would be going Indy. to my first Gen Con. We would have a hotel downtown a block away from Gen Con. It would be amazing. We'd be able to walk down there and play games and see stuff and podcast and play games freaking covid buy games I don't know. <sighs> all right well yeah anyway next... sorry to end it on a low note yeah well thanks for that that's pretty depressing now i'm uh, now i'm even more depressed i'm so sorry i'm shooketh <laughs> Uh, no, we appreciate it. We'll probably talk about a little bit about uh, Gen Con and other games happening because throughout this next week, they are having Gen Con online. I think they are announcing new games and having say, other are stuff. Are they still going to release stuff? Yeah, they, they are going to be. Some of the stuff, maybe not as, as much and, and, and whatnot as, as traditionally, but there will definitely be some board game news, new games and stuff to talk about. So that's probably what we'll focus about, but we'll also talk about some of the games. So we'll be bringing that out. So if you're interested in hearing about new games coming out, what we're interested in, things to check out, Check us out next week on episode 65. But until then, from the games we play, I'm your host, Brian, and my lovely wife. I'm Emily. Thanks again for joining, and keep on gaming. See ya. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Got the last word. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> there you go. And, Good for you. And there you go. <laughs> Pound it, same timers. <laughs> Head it, noggin. Sand timers. See ya. <laughs> Episode 64. Hashtag sand timers are the best. Oh, gosh. That's not the title. <laughs> You'll understand later. This is supposed to be a teaser. Makes him listen longer. Okay. Okay. Episode 50. <laughs> <laughs> what number are we on? 64. <laughs> We've only said it five times before this. This is our fifth time saying it.
episode 64, hashtag sand timers. You'll understand later.